Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and ask God to speak to you tonight. Ask the Lord to speak to you tonight as we come before his word. You want the spirit of the Lord to speak to you. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing, for your healing tonight. Oh, Jesus, hallowed be thy name. We love you, Father. We praise you, O God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 9 do you remember when the rich man went to hell he was asking uh, what's his name Abraham to send Lazarus to go and preach And and Abraham told him Abraham said to him they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They will not go to hell. All right? So that's why these prophets are important. Somebody like Jeremiah. We find it difficult to listen to him, but he's very important. All right? What do you think? Now, my message could also be entitled The Door to Demons. All right, but you can also just stay with the chapter 9 of Jeremiah. Now, let's take it up. It says, Oh, that my head were waters, and that my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the desert a wayfarer's lodging place, that I might leave my people and go from them. For all of them are adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. Amen. Amen. Now, these books, the prophets, give you an idea of God's mind. All right? Are you listening to me? Give you an idea of God's mind uh, in a sort of more extensive way. All right? So it's very important that we sort of see how God thinks. And then also, when it, whenever you read the Bible, it's easy to sort of dismiss it and say that it is not true. I mean, it doesn't apply to us or me. But if you look at this, it says, for all of them are, are adulterers. If you um, took a sample of us here, and of all of us who are not married, right? 
those all of us who are not married, you will find very few virgins. Very few. A virgin being somebody who has not had sexual intercourse before. Right? What do you think? Would you, would you find that because we are in church and because we are in, in a good church, we hope it's a good church, that the majority of us here are going to be virgin? How many, okay, how many are not married? Raise your hand. If you are not married, stand up. Okay. Now, what was the next question? <laughs> What's the next question? Should I ask the next question? I'm talking to those who are standing. Do you want me to ask the next question? Okay, then sit down. Sit down. I will not ask. It will not be nice. It will not be nice. Fine protocol will not allow me to ask that question. Right? Do you understand? Yeah, sometimes I have groups and I just ask them. Usually I'll get something like 2 out of 30. 2 over 25, 2 over 30. Is the average virginity levels amongst non-Christians of today. I mean of Christians. It's, it's unusual. What do you think? So when it says all of them are adulterous, you thought it was not you. It's us he's talking to. But some time ago in the scripture union, when you came and talked to us, all of us there are, will all be Christian virgins. Some time ago. <laughs> no, but you know, the current statistics are alarming, showing the level to which we have fallen. In fact, Christ should come quickly. You know, the Bible says that if he were not to come, even the elect will be lost. Because it's like the way things are going. If Christ doesn't come quickly, even the so-called whatever may go down. So Christ should come quickly. Anyway, but tonight I'm not talking about adultery. I'm talking about something else. Well, the, the best is talking about something else. This, an assembly of treacherous men. Right? They bend their tongue like their bow. Lies and not truth prevail in the land, for they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, declares the Lord. Let everyone be on guard against his neighbor, and do not trust any brother, because every brother deals craftily. And every neighbor goes about as a slanderer. 
And everyone deceives his neighbor and does not speak the truth. Are you there? Yeah, so this is a lies. I'm talking about lies. The door to demons. Right? It's the whole chapter is about that. You know? So let's take it one by one. Otherwise, we would have read too much. Now, notice verse 3. They bend their tongue. No, let's start from an assembly of treacherous men. An assembly of treacherous men are like people, somebody who is treacherous, is somebody who can say this to you and turn against you. Or somebody who can show that he is with you and turn against you. That's treacherous. Now, why are we called an assembly of treacherous men? Because there are a lot of us like that. The reason why many people admire Bishop Saki is because he has been faithful to me over all these years. And they commend him and often tell me that I'm blessed to have such people. Because it's not common to have a faithful person. Oh, you don't understand my message. <laughs> Many of you, if you were in his position, you would have turned against me a long time ago. Long time ago in Bethlehem. You would have turned against me. And come up with all kinds of charges against my life and my soul. Because everybody is accusable. You get it? Just by virtue of the position you occupy, you become accusable. President Kufo and his team were never accused, but they were the accusers when they were out of power. And the NDC was accused continuously. But when they came into that chair, they suddenly became the target of accusations. Up till today, they are being accused of all kinds of things. And I'm sure they are surprised. And I'm sure they thought the Ghanaian press was a very good press when they were out of power. But since they came into power, you'll notice they keep changing their minister of information. Because they don't seem to get the right person who can talk to the press properly. So they keep on changing him. Because every time somebody comes, doesn't seem to say it well. To present things nicely. By virtue of moving into that position, you, he, they became accusable, if there is a word like that. Alright? So, treachery is all around. Treachery is the highest form of dishonesty. Undermining means you are, somebody is standing on top and you've gone under to mine. Under. So as he is standing, he's not standing on solid ground. And very soon, where he is standing is going to collapse. Alright? Are you with me? Yeah. So, orangus and betrayers and people who turn on you 
like rabid dogs. In fact, the best they can be likened to is rabid dogs. Rabies is an incurable disease. Make sure you are not bitten by a rabid dog. One of the ways to notice if your dog has got rabies, right, is you notice a normally frisky dog, very active, and its character changes and becomes very cool. Watch out. Or a normally quiet and calm dog becomes very frisky and very active, trying to attack. Right now, this dog which you used to play with has changed so much. I once had a dog, we once had a dog, very beautiful white puppy, which developed rabies in our house at Osu. And it was one of the most frightening experiences. It took a lot to kill the dog in the house. When, one day, when we came from school, we couldn't enter the house. A puppy. Because it cannot touch you. But it's some, somebody we were playing with. Somebody we were happy with. Somebody who was with us all the time. But now he has changed his mind. And was attacking, attacking us in the house. That's how it is when you, be, when you are treacherous. At first we used to play with you. You used to be our best friend. You used to be the nice person around. But now you've changed and you, you are, you, you've turned against who was loving to you. And you are ready to attack and kill if possible. That's treachery. You see. And one of the reasons why my book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, is popular, sadly, is because it's such a common problem to have disloyal people. I mean, why should a white American read my book? I found a white American. Recently, I saw him on CNN. You know, there was some problem with some pastor. He was the one who was called to come and announce whatever in the church. He, when he saw me, he said, look, your book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, he said, we turned the book inside out in our church. He said, then he met me again. He, said, he told me, you know, he put his hand on my chest. God really used you in that book. God really used you. I said, really? All these people who don't normally have any, you know, much great respect for Anything that comes from black Africa, you know, he's, he's dealing with something that he's found a medicine for. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Because the church is full of treacherous people. You don't think you are treacherous? Who thinks he's treacherous? So I should might as well move outside and preach to the cows. Because it doesn't apply to any of you. Is that not so? Huh? It applies. They bend their tongue like the bow. What does it mean? They are able to change things. Huh? You see how the bow is straight? And you can turn it. So you say A, but you can change it to B. You are very good. How many of us tell lies? Raise your hand. You, know, you, see, you see, the confidence with which you are raising your hand shows that you don't respect lies as a very dangerous thing. This is, this is what I think.
I mean, if I say, how many of you commit adultery? You all put your hands up. I say, how many of you tell lies? Oh, lies there. We all tell lies. Huh? But I'm, I want to show you what God's attitude is. Because, you see, lying is a kind of canker that creeps. And you will not know what it is. And then it says, lies and not truth prevail in the land. All right? And for they proceed from evil to evil. So lies, telling lies, make you proceed from one evil to another. Like, like Isaiah says, they add sin to sin. You steal, then you come and lie. Then you create something to make sure that the lie is true. Then you kill somebody who knows the truth. And you threaten somebody else who can reveal it. So you move from evil to evil because of lies. Alright? So watch out. They bend their tongue like that. and that helps us to bend the scriptures and to give false messages to the church then it says in verse 3 for they do not know me you see one day a church had a pastor whom they together they rebelled against their big the big church where they came from so they joined together and they turned against the big church i visited that church it was a church in one town in ghana they had taken the church the pulpit everything they changed the name of the church so when i went to the church i I told the pastor i said this pulpit is not your pulpit it belongs to the big church i mentioned the name because they have the same design of pulpit everywhere how can you take the church and you have wiped off the name and written a new name himself and about two or three other top associate pastors you get it so they had dealt treacherously with their general overseer in Accra but watch out with such people it says let everybody be on guard against his neighbor and do not trust any brother because it was not long after that and it was not long after that this brother had a problem what the senior pastor had some kind of a problem you know they 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 came up to say you know this the senior pastor feels too big you know others should preach and so on so in that new church that they had formed and taken over not it's not only one person who preaches but they'll say this person preach this person preach this person preach so it's like all of us are because in the old place the guy feels too big and it's like one person is dominating us and we don't go sit down make the cheetahs you get it so it became like an executive member type of church but let everybody be on guard against his brother when this brother had a problem they the way they dealt with him they sucked him from the church like an evil spirit the the pastor i mean the senior pastor who 
had led them to break away from their church. They threw him out of the church. I can best describe it in the form of an evil spirit being cast out. He became churchless, salaryless, homeless, everything in a day. Let everybody be on guard against his brother and against his neighbor. Because it is treachery that makes you turn against the one who sent you. And you are by nature treacherous. So the people that you are coming together with, you must look at them carefully and watch out. There's a film, I forget the name. There was this man who went to some island on a ship and then, huh? Bounty. He, he was on a ship and the ship, they, 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 they had a mutiny and this guy took over the ship and the captain of the ship was put in a lifeboat with some other, the, 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 the captain of the ship asked, who are those with me? They should come. And about eight or ten people said, we are with you, captain. We are not going to follow this. So they all followed the captain. If you get a chance to watch that from you can watch Bounty. So they followed the captain into the ship. When the captain came down into his lifeboat, he turned and spoke to the guy who was overthrowing him. Who had over in the middle of the sea, the guy was putting him in a small boat that he should go to wherever he can go. <laughs> I see that you cannot see the land here, you cannot see it here, you cannot see here. So the captain turned to ask the guy a question, a last question before he left. You know the question he asked him? He said, can you lead these people? Can you lead them? These people? And he turned around and he went. And of course, you cannot lead treacherous people. The treacherous leader of treacherous people. You cannot lead them. He turned and asked, do you think you can lead this? He used the word, this crowd, these people, can you lead them? You cannot lead them. You cannot easily lead rebels. That's why when people overthrow governments and soldiers, they are afraid of each other because they kill each other as they go by. Even Ghana's history will show you. So let everybody be on guard against his neighbor. When somebody is a Christian and is working for you, can you be sure huh? that he will not steal your money? Can you be sure? You can't be sure. Can you be sure that he's not doing something else? Can you be sure? I can't be sure. I can't be sure. Everybody goes around as a now it says everybody every, because every do not trust any brother because every brother deals craftily. Now craftiness is different from wisdom. When you are crafty, you are not wise. Somebody who is crafty is someone who is trying to bend the rules. Do you understand? And redefine things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so the devil always tries to bend the rules to, to the, the rule is this and not this and in so doing try try to get away with things i'm sure you are wondering why i'm preaching this message it's because you are in church that's why i'm preaching this message 
I'm preaching to you directly. Tell the person next to you, I think the man knows about you. I think the man knows about you. Every brother deals craftily. Do you think I trust everybody? No, I may smile with everybody, but I don't trust everybody. Do you think I trust everybody, all my pastors? I don't trust all my pastors. In fact, several of my pastors have given me good reason not to trust them. Sad to say. Do you think I trust everybody who is in full-time ministry? No, I do not. I may not say it. But I'm saying it. Everybody goes about as a slanderer, saying bad things, commenting, talking. Everybody deceives his neighbor and does not speak the truth. This is Jeremiah. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. Huh? That, you see, you can train yourself to say, but you can also train yourself to speak the truth. And we must train ourselves to speak the truth. Now, some countries have made things worse for themselves, like Nigeria. Nigeria have trained themselves to tell lies. So much so that when people are dealing with Nigerians, they are immediately wary. One, one pastor said, he said, I was accused of being a Nigerian. That's what he said. He said, I was accused of being a Nigerian. I mean, a Nigerian pastor said, I was, he said, I was accused of being a Nigerian. From Malaysia to Texas to Ghana to wherever, they have earned for themselves a very bad reputation of that. So that even when you see an honest and a straightforward person who is Nigerian, you will still be wondering, is this person going to turn on you? Is he going to change suddenly? Watch them. One person said, one of our churches in Zurich, in Switzerland, suddenly the pastor turned around and took over the church based on nationalism, a Nigerian. But before he did that, I told the pastor, watch this man. Watch him. And he just, sometimes people perform exactly as you you say, what this person, he does it. I don't know why they do it so exactly. <laughs> it's not good to fulfill prophecies exactly like that. But it's not a Nigerian thing, it's, it's everything. It's all Christians. But I'm saying that a Ni- Nigerians should not be annoyed because Airways had their turn, Guns had their turn, Nigerians had their turn. But you can train yourself to tell the truth rather than being not straightforward. Hey, I could tell you some stories, but I don't know whether it's necessary. They worry themselves committing iniquity. Don't get tired. Don't become so tired in your sinfulness. Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. Now, this is the point I want. Notice verse 3. The last part of verse 3. It says, and they do not know me. 
Do you understand? And then this verse is also saying in verse 6, they re- through deceit, they refuse to know me. Look, I believe that one of the greatest hindrances to knowing God is lies. When you deceive yourself, do you understand? You stay far from God. When you tell lies, you stay far from God. Because after you've told lies for some time, do you know that you begin to believe the lies? One of the things when you visit a real prison, if you have somebody to advise you, the person will tell you, the first thing you learn when you come to this prison is that everybody here believes he's not guilty. Madre. Everybody is not. That's why they don't use niceness, how the person confesses and how the person talks and so, to say whether you are guilty. They go by hard facts. And they imprison people even sometimes when they are not guilty. But evil people are so used to telling lies to such a wild extent that, I mean, there is no sign of truthfulness. A person can do the wrong thing right before you. You film him and he will say something else. Are you listening to me? Yes. So they will tell you first when you come to prison, know that everybody here thinks he's not guilty. You see, you cannot know God through lies and deceit. Why? Why am I saying that? Because... God wants to come close to you. And in God, there is no evil. There is no bad thing. God is holy. Perfect. And you are evil. And you are full of evil. That's how I am. So as long as you tell yourself, I am not what I am, you cannot be healed. You cannot be restored. So it cuts you off from God. I mean, if you have somebody who steals, but the person tells the truth, and you have somebody who steals and he denies it, which one will you prefer? Which one will you choose? You know, in our offices, sometimes money gets missing. Yeah. And you see, everybody looks like an angel in the office. And yet somebody is a thief in the office. You see, the Bible is saying you cannot know God. You, you, you are far from God. As long as you do not acknowledge what you are. Because if you accept you repent, you perish. Do you understand So you cannot be close to God because you tell yourself lies, first of all, that you are holy when you are not holy, that you are good when you are not good, that you are something when you are not something, and no preaching affects you. No no preaching affects you because you always, you reject it. If they mention your tribe, and even they describe you in great detail, you still reject it out of anger and tribalistic sentiments. Huh? Why? 
You cannot know God. I'm preaching a good message. It's a good message. It's a good message. This, this preaching, I'm preaching from the Bible. I'm preaching from the Bible. I have not come to lick your bottoms this evening. Tell yourself the truth about yourself. You can be healed. You know the belt of truth? It says put, having your loins get with the belt of truth. One of the first times I cast out demons, I asked the demon, I interviewed the demon, and I said, how did you come here? Many years ago, the demon said, the belt of truth was loose. That was the first time that I felt the anointing. Because by the time it finished, it took us four hours. From, it was like, I feel, I feel as if I've had a stroke. Electrical shock. My right leg and my right arm and the right part of my body was like a shock had passed through after the four hours. That was the first time I actually felt something real. And this was a clear demonic case. And each demon, as they came out, you see the things coming out. And one of the demons, I said, how did you come? The belt of truth was loose. Yeah. And that is the day that I also came to see that lustfulness, when a woman looks lustful, it's also the spirit that is in it. Because this person, the demons were coming, some said, procrastination, lies, different. When she said lust, as a man standing there, suddenly she changed before me. The same, she didn't do anything to her dressing on. She suddenly appeared like a very lustful and sensual person. Oh, I'll never forget that experience. And I felt the anointing after me for about two days. Half of my body was like half paralyzed. Yeah. The, the demons identify the lack of truthfulness. That's why I can preach and preach and preach. You don't change. Because unless you tell yourself, the thing is the man saying it is true. To you. Because that's why it's when I started preaching, I said, everybody's a treacherous person. It's like, it doesn't apply to you. Everybody tells lies. It doesn't apply to you. They bow their bills. It don't apply to you. Nothing applies to you. Nothing applies. So I, I, I might as well find the drums. Drums, do you believe my message? Drums, are you blessed? Aha, uh-huh, you are blessed. Amen. The drum said he's blessed. We can preach a thousand messages. You can never, the word cannot come to you because you cannot know God. Huh? All right. Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me. You refuse to go on. Wow. How can you know God? At each stage, there is something, as I'm preaching, there's something wrong with me. So, you see, I have to be able to diagnose myself. Eh? To cure myself. Otherwise, I cannot move on. It's not that... You see, there is, the Bible says, in sin did your mother conceive you. You are naturally sinful. It's natural to be evil. Have you ever taught your child to tell a lie? Have you taught your child to beat, to quarrel? They do it naturally. You two and me, it's natural. Hmm? If I say hypocrite, some of you are hypocrites. You can't see it. 
So you can't move on. How can a hypocrite get closer to God except hypocrisy is healed? I want me to point to you and say you are going to be rich. That's not what I came to say this evening. I've not come to say that you are rich. How can you get closer to know? What does it know? Know, like somebody said, I earn from 1 million to 100 million. Sometimes I earn 1 million, sometimes I earn 100 million in a month. Fine. Similar, the word know, eh, it extends from the range of just hearing about somebody to having sex with a person. There are a wide range of knowing. Do you understand? Yeah. To, to know somebody is a very long word. It's a, it's a, it's a wide spectrum of knowing. Even having sex is even packed. Is there are more things that you can know. I say, I know you. So say, they don't know. They, it's, you cannot progress on that line with God. With lies. Because hypocrisy must be gone for you to move forward. When Jesus preached to the Pharisees, they got angry, 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 angry until they crucified him. And here we are with a crucified savior. Because you just can't hear it. You know, but like Reverend Saki says, sometimes, you know, it will take some years for people to even see. You know? One uh, time, Uncle James was talking to me, and he said, um, there was this lady who was at a Christian event, and she was talking about, um, I think, I don't know, sex or something. And then she said, you know, her husband had gone to work in the night UN or something. And so she was talking and she was saying, you know, I really worried my husband. You know, I should have really whatever, you see. So it's like she came to the truth, but after some years, after he had gone. Do you understand? Or after he's too old to have the sex again. Do you understand? Then comes and says, oh, I didn't try. He said, but now the man is old. His head is, um, the hair is finished. And the thing doesn't work. It just use it for we win only. Nothing works anymore. Forgive. <laughs> forgive, forgive. <laughs> but but you, you realized, you realized the truth late. No, do talk and talk and talk, but you do not believe it. You do not receive it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bible. I'm reading from the Bible and I'm preaching. What is wrong with it? Oh. Therefore, that says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and I say them. But what else can I do? Because of the daughter of my people. Now God will send something else to refine you, to try to remove those impurities from your life. Their tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceit. With his mouth, one speaks peace to his neighbor. But inwardly, he sets an ambush for him. Yes. When, when you see the bishop, you say peaceful things. But inwardly, you are setting an ambush for him. 
Hey, is it the right thing? Is it the right thing? You see, and when you are a leader, everybody speaks peace to you. Everybody says nice things to you. You must be a child to think that all the things that people say to you are true. All the nice things. When you are a leader, you are hailed. You are praised. You are believed. You are liked. But it doesn't mean that it's true. And sometimes when they say something, it does not really mean that. This has been one of my struggles with lay pastors who have said to me, Bishop, we really want to do this, want to do this, want to do this, but it's not true. It's not really true that that's what they want. They want to do something, but they don't say it. You see, then they pretend to me because they know how I preach, what I preach about. Then they come to me and they say, Bishop, you know, God has really touched my heart. I want to leave it. You don't really want to leave everything. Sometimes I have people coming to sit with me and say, Bishop, what, what, is, what is my father thinking that he's not saying? Whatever you say is what I'm going to do, Bishop. What you say is what I'm going to do. they've already bought tickets to go somewhere. And the tickets are there. And they are sitting there. And to try to, they're making a fool out of me. They're making a fool out of me. I'm a fool. Over and over I have seen these kind of things. People playing games with me. Do you see? It says, outwardly they say nice things, but inward there's something else. Now notice the next verse. This is the scary part. It says in verse 9, Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord. On a nation such as this, shall I not avenge myself? Huh? God is saying, will I not punish you for telling lies? Will I not punish you for for being deceptive? Now, verse 10, for the mountains I will take up a weeping and wailing, and for the pastures of the wilderness a dirge. He's now going to start crying. Because they are laid waste so that no one passes through. And the lowing of the cattle is not heard. Both the birds of the sky and the beasts have fled. They are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins. And a haunt of jackals. And I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitants. Who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken? That he may declare it. Why is the land ruined? Laid waste like a desert, so that no one passes through. And the Lord said, because they have forsaken my law, which I said before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walking after the, nor walk according to it. Verse 14. But have walked after the stubbornness. Stubbornness. Huh? Never say die. Never yield. Never agree. Never change. Never bow. Never see you are in the message. Never yield. Never give in. Never alter. Oh. Too long. I personally have seen people demoted because of this kind of stubbornness. You won't see. Nobody wants to penalize you based on any sin. But you don't see. You don't yield. You don't agree. You don't change. Oh. Guns are the specialists of this one. When I mention your area, don't be annoyed. I have told you. 
Don't, don't start. Don't be whatever. If you are eight, just be smiling. Nobody will know that it's you. You just go straight and then you just flow. I don't want that. Because, you see, I can't preach. Uh, I can't tell you the truth. Therefore, that says the Lord. Behold, I will feed, I will feed them with wormwood and give them poison water to drink. <laughs> you people, you don't know God. Though. You see, you, most of us don't read these ones. We read Ephesians 5. Husband, love your wife. Wife, submit yourself to your husband. This and that. Speak the truth one to another. In love, be ye imitators of God. And these are the scriptures we read. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Uh, 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 as a man believes in his heart and confesses with none, he shall be saved. These are the, but we don't read these ones. And they, Jesus said, let them read the prophets. So they will not come to hell. I will give them poison water. Do you sometimes want, do you, could it be that sometimes when some people die, God has given them poison water to die? Look, let me tell you something. All of us will die. How many agree with that? Do you know why you will die? Sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin is the cause of all death. So the fact that we will eventually die means that no matter what we've done, the sin is still in us. And it will eventually bring us to our death. Yes. And sin is always the cause of death. It's always the cause of death. And it will be the cause of your death and my death. Whether it comes earlier or later, it's always the cause. It is in the Bible. Sin, when it is finished, in James 1, bringeth forth death. When, sin is, when your sins finish working, you die. A part of your body will stop working or you die in an accident or you drown. Or, but in the in heavenly newspaper, you read that. Last week, I gave these four children poison water to drink. <laughs> yeah. But you may be doing x-rays and scans to see that this place is not working. But I say, God has said, I have given them poison water to drink. Oh, I shouldn't preach this nice message. Huh. I will scatter them among the nations whom they neither did or their father have known. I will send a sword after them until I have annihilated them. That says the Lord. Consider now and call for the mourning women that they may come and send for the wailing women that they may come. What, what are all these things for? Lies. Lies and treachery. Let them make haste and take up a wailing that our eyes may shed tears and our eyelids may flow with water. For a voice of wailing is heard from Zion. How we are ruined. How we are put to great shame for we have left the land. Now hear the word of the Lord. Verse 20, oh you women, these are all conventions, women's conventions, these are the messages that should be preached. Women's, women with direction, daughter you can make it, and gracious women. Oh you women, let your ear receive the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters wailing, and everyone his neighbor a dead. In other words, what song are there when you, when you hear this, like there's some sadness? There's a song that they, 
does it go? Teach them how to play it. Teach them. For death has come through your windows. It has entered our palaces. To cut off the children from the streets. And the young men from the town squares. Speak. Verse 22. That says the Lord. The corpses of men will fall like dung on the open field. And like sheep after the reaper. Verse 23. That says the Lord. Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. And let not a mighty man boast of his might. And let not a rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boast of this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised and yet uncircumcised. You are something, but you are not that thing. You are a pastor, but you are not a pastor. Come on, you are not a pastor. You are an exam passer. You have passed exam. That's all you are. Are you not a pastor? You don't care about anybody. You don't do anything. What what shepherdorial thing? What when, when you see that word a pastor by your name, you should be ashamed. What shows you are a pastor? Is it a rank in the church? Is it a group of special friends of the bishop? What makes you a pastor? Where are your sheep? You should be afraid to be circumcised and yet not circumcised. Egypt and Judah and Edom and the sons of Moan and Oab and all those inhabited there who clip the hair on their temples for all the nations are uncircumcised and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised of heart. Circumcised but not uncircumcised or circumcised but uncircumcised hmm? we are but we are not I'm loyal but I'm not loyal loyal but disloyal there are some people they are loyal and disloyal the two in one this is not the place or time but I could show you a few signs turn to Jeremiah chapter 12 I will read some few verses to you there how many are enjoying Jeremiah? Hmm. Are you there? Are you in Jeremiah? Chapter 12. Right. Let's read verse 5. If you have run with footmen and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? Eh? You were running with human beings and you couldn't win. When people start riding horses, how can you? If you fall down in the land of peace, how will you do in the thicket of Jordan? I'm sure Jordan was a place of war. Verse 6. 
for even your brothers and the household of your father even they have dealt treacherously with you even they have cried aloud after you do not believe them although they may say nice things to you okay are you seeing a verse there do not believe them although they may say nice things to you wow underline that verse if you are a good pastor or a leader you have to know this verse do not believe them even though they may say nice things to you can god change his mind about you watch out notice verse 7 i have forsaken my house i have abandoned my inheritance and I have given the beloved of my soul, I loved this person, into the hand of her enemies. Why? My inheritance has become to me like a lion in the forest. In other words, now the person who was the beloved of my soul has become like a lion. Who I will be afraid to have. She has roared against me. Therefore, I have come to hate her. God is describing the beloved of his soul. And he's saying, look at something. I loved you. You are my inheritance, my own house. But because you have become like a lion and you have changed, therefore I have come to hate her. Is my inheritance like a speckled bird of prey, of prey to me? Are the beds of prey against her on every side? Go and gather all the beasts of the field and bring them to devour. Then he goes to talk about pastors, my shepherds. I don't want to talk about pastors today. But turn with me to Acts chapter 5. I think we've had enough of uh, Jeremiah. Let's just move to some New Testament news. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. <laughs> And kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge. And bringing a portion of it, he laid it at his apostles' feet. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? After it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Careful when you lie to your pastor. Because he says, you've lied to the Holy Ghost and lied to God. By lying to Peter. Hmm? As he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last. What could this be? Cardiac arrest. And great fear came over all who heard it. And the young man got up and covered him and carried him out. They buried him before his wife could come. No family announcement. This could never happen in Ghana. Now there elapsed an interval of about three hours and his wife came not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Hey, pray that Peter's, Peter's self will not come like this in your life. Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, yes. That was the price. And Peter said, why? 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 
is it that you have agreed together to put the spirit of the Lord to test? In other words, to see whether the anointing can detect lies. Hmm? Why are you trying to see whether the anointed man can tell the truth or not? And Peter said to her, Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her life. <laughs> and the young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. If such an anointing were to be operational today, most of us <laughs> would be in Awudobe Cemetery by now. What do you think? You don't seem to be liking my message. It's a very, very, very good message. And also, none of you have appointed me. None of you have anointed me. None of you have sent me. It's the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 14. Stand firm, therefore. Amen. How many want to stand firm? Stand firm. Therefore, having gathered your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. How does the King James say? Stand there, huh? Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth. But this one says, Stand firm, therefore, having gathered your loins with truth. All right? Pastors. How can you move forward? You know, there was a time when I was preaching, I didn't have miracles in my life and my ministry. I had to tell myself the truth. When you look in the Bible, I'm different from what is in the Bible. You understand? And it's only by telling myself the truth that I could progress forward. I have to tell myself the truth about myself. I think that's the greatest evil, is the self-deception. Tell yourself. Like somebody said, mosquitoes are biting as we claim to be men of God. But lions are not biting Daniel. Now, I call myself a man of God. People have told me lies. If I recently, I saw somebody who lied to us about 10 years ago. I mean, through swearing, cursing, whatever, he still lied. I saw him, he was very healthy. Very juicy. Yeah, about 10 years or more. He's very strong. Very healthy. So, I compare myself with Peter. I should. You see, you compare yourself with Ananias. And I'll compare myself with Peter. When I compare myself with Peter, what I'll tell myself is that I'm not anointed. Because if, if there was a certain level of anointing, if somebody lies to me, you should die. That's what I'll tell myself. You too, tell yourself eh, that I, I, I should be dead by now and I, maybe I am dying, but I don't even know. Do you, you get it? Everybody should tell himself the truth. Read the Bible, you see the thing clear. It, 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 it affects us pastors as much as it affects you. When you see yourself man of God, anointed, you call yourself anointed, anointing, whatever, compare it. Compare it. 
and ask yourself, how many of our members tell us lies? All the time. We, we can't even detect by word of knowledge that it's a lie. He said, how come you have come to test the spirit? So he tested the Holy Spirit and, and it worked. Peter said, you are lying. But we can't. So all of us need to say, Lord, mercy, have mercy. He said, shall I not punish them because of this? Let's stop bending our tongues like bows so that God will not give us poison water to drink. Then we'll say, my hair is paining me. I've gone to the doctor. Yeah. On earth, it looks like you are having a scan about something. But in heaven, I've given poison water to 18 of them to die. May God help us. Young missionaries and pastors, tell yourself the truth all the time. When you cannot pastor, tell yourself, I cannot. Don't struggle. When you know you're not good at something, admit it to yourself first. Be healed. You cannot know God deeply by lying to yourself and to others. Maybe you are not a good head pastor, but you are a good assistant pastor. Tell yourself. Maybe you are wicked, you are not kind. Tell yourself, I'm wicked. I want to change. Do you understand what I'm saying? You call yourself pastor. And where is your sheep? People who claim to be financiers and businessmen. Ask yourself, how much do you give compared to the things you do in other places? Ask yourself. Sometimes I just just marvel when it comes to giving. People who don't have will give. And those who are supposed to have. And one time I was talking to one businessman, I was asking that, how many more years will you continue following this business which has no ability to even help you to give even $100? You are one of the poorest people in the church and yet you are always claiming you are going to give one million. Can't you see that your business doesn't work? And your so-called prosperity for years, we are not seeing the top or the under of it. Tell yourself. I am your pastor. Then where is my honor? Where is my honor? I appreciate you with your mouth. But in reality, you don't appreciate me. When I come and I stand and say, Bishop Saki has been giving you powerful message. When it's time for Galatians 6 Sunday, you find some old boxer shorts that you have in the house and come and give it to him. Your mouth like the boxer shorts. Let me tell you something. None of us are in need. None of us are in need. We are not in need. By the grace of God. Anybody who works for me, he should build a house and he will build a house. By the grace of God. And in many workplaces, you can never build a house. You will not. Even a car, you will never drive. Tell yourself the truth. Tell you. That's why Jesus said this widow has given more. Truthfully, that's the truth than the so-called rich people. She gave more. 
But you see, we are not honest. When we are honest, we'll always, you know one of the things that sign of honesty? Uncertainty. When you are honest, you'll never be sure of yourself. When you are honest, you'll always be unsure of yourself. Because you tell yourself truthfully. When I look at myself, I say, I say I'm a man of God. And what is the sign of being a man of God? That's one of the reasons why I like Reverend Eastwood. Because Reverend Eastwood preaching, eh, he has a lot of honesty. Especially if you come to the morning sessions. He's very honest. Because you see, a person has to be blasé before God and also before man. The truth about a pastor is that he is not strong, he is weak. But men of God like to pretend that they are weak. The one day when you hear that this trouble has come to this person, oh, how? He's a man. He's a man. Those of you who want to be full time in the ministry, ask yourself whether you are not just looking for a better job. yourself are you not looking for some good job now you see some of you if i take this and i come and i point to your heart and i say you are the one i'm talking about you are the you still will not believe it some of us who are missionaries we want to be international missionaries not ghana missionaries those of you who are international missionaries, if I pull you out and I say, come to this corner of Ghana, will you still be missionaries? No, these are the things you should ask yourself. When you go through these questions, you get it? You start becoming closer to God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You start to get closer to God. Ask yourself questions. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Like me, I always, I always pray for myself. You know, sometimes when I preach, you know, I get blessed. Money. Money, I get blessed financially. So I'm scared of that. I'm always asking myself, am I doing this because of money? It's one of the very worrying questions for me. I'm always now confused. Because I also need money. I also need money. That's one reason why I don't, I don't visit rich people. Yeah, I don't visit rich people. If you are rich, I won't visit you. Oh, yeah. I visit you, maybe you are a pastor or some other reason. But you are rich, I'm visiting. I'll ask myself, so now am I not? What, what, what about this brother who came into the church without? He doesn't have anything and he's walking. He doesn't have anything to give me. So is he a soul? So am I, have I become a money? Loving somebody, so I'm afraid of that thing. That you have, you, 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 all these things don't occur to you. That's why you can't get close to God. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? Talk to yourself always. Why am I marrying him? Why? Why? Why am I marrying her? 
One of the things you should be afraid of is to marry somebody because the person is beautiful. When I was in a relationship with my wife, do you know what I was so scared about? I was scared that ah, you've all woken up now. So I don't know. I shouldn't tell them. Okay. But I was scared. I was asking myself, am I lasting after her? Or am I seeing something else? I have to take a long time to settle that confusion. Yes. Do you know why when somebody's wife dies, the fine protocol would not allow you to marry within a month Let's say the person is dead and you marry after one month. I mean, your wife is dead and one month later you announce your wedding bands. Like you, you found a new sister, Teresa. You are going to marry Teresa after one month. Do you know why not? Because they want some time to pass by so as to sort of prove that you were not thinking of somebody else whilst your wife was alive. Oh, you didn't kill your wife. <laughs> One pastor, his wife died and he was telling me, he said, he said to me, the church members are very wicked. I said, why? He said, my wife was sick for some, a long time before she died. You know? And um, when she died... I waited for he mentioned about two years or something before he married. And he said, if it's that one, the church members didn't want him to marry. He said, the people are wicked. He said, when my wife was even alive, she was sick. I couldn't have sex with her. And from that time up to after she died till now. <laughs> <laughs> For three and a half to four years. He said, he said, he said, my father was a pastor, so I know the people, how they are. Wicked. <laughs> but you see, we are trying to disprove something that you have something in your heart whilst your wife is alive. That's all. What do you think? (laughs) Search your heart. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be. There are people in the Bible school, they are not there because they, they are interested in the ministry. Some of them want to be in Ghana. They want to be in Ghana, not in Bible school. Some want, are looking for husbands. Some are looking for wives. Ghanaians in London going to various schools. They are doing chartered accounts. They are not looking for certificate. They want to stay in London. Many of them. Is it not true? 
So if I am saying that people in the Bible school, they are not in the Bible school just because of the ministry, but other reasons. Have I said something strange? So you need to search your heart. Wow. May God save us all. Larry, are you anointed? When your members lie to you, do they die? They are rather growing bigger. <laughs> you are now appointing them as shepherds and army higher levels. Hey! Pastor Richard, are your members growing juicier? So we have to ask ourselves, what kind of anointing are we carrying? How much is the Holy Ghost on me? Somebody can just lie to me and get away with it and become juicier. I said, this guy, when I saw him, eh, I saw him. Oh, he was more juicy, succulent, and voluptuous. Stand to your feet. Let's close. <laughs> All right. Lift your hands and pray to God about lies and deception. Lord, I want to talk to myself. Talk to yourself. Talk to myself. Mando sandele beke marala mamande. Palandara malanda marandale meshembere. Oh God. Save us from delusions, lies. Just confess your sins. How many realize that you are part of this? I want you to speak to God for a moment, please. Father, thank you for your blessing. Lord, we confess, I confess my sins and the sins of all of us here. Lord, we have sinned against you. We are deceptive. We are lying. We are liars, Lord. We, we, are, we, are, we are bending things. We are, we, are, we are redefining things. Help us, Lord, to speak the truth. We confess, Lord, our sin of lying and deceit and treachery. We are full of it to the church, in the church. Full to the top. Save us, O oh Jesus, and bring us to a holy place we are grateful and we thank you lord in the name of jesus lift your hands up everyone just thank god for his mercy for his grace father we thank you for your mercy your grace for our lives thank you jesus oh thank you jesus thank you for your mercy now god is saying he wants to know you he wants to know you and he wants you to know him it's time to shed off all forms of pretenses and all forms of pretentious and lying things. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I want to know you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We want to get to know you. We want to be close to you, Lord. Just to be close to Jesus. Just to be close. Pastors, we can be closer. Lay pastors, we can be closer. Oh, Father, save us. Search our hearts, Lord. Our hearts, what is in our hearts, Lord? We are not sure of what is in our hearts, Lord. Help us, Lord. Lord, we, we said something was tithe, but it was not a tithe at all. 
save us from lies. We are poisoning ourselves with death. Even before it's our time to die, we pray in the name of Jesus. Save us. We want to come close to you, Lord. We give offerings, but it's nothing. You are the one who looks inside and knows what we are. Lord, you saw us when we were packaging that old perfume to go and give to the pastor. Perfume we didn't like, so we we put it together to go and give to the pastor. Forgive us, Lord. And things we don't like that people have given, we don't want them, and that's what we bring. But you can see, Lord. Money that doesn't mean anything. We would give to our dog. That's what we bring to your house, to your servants. And we spend the real gold and silver on other things, Lord. And we claim to be supporting your work. Father, we come before you. Have mercy on us. Pastors, Lord. We claim to be serving you, but maybe we are serving money. And we, are, we are enjoy being famous and popular. That's why we are pastors, Lord. Forgive us. We like the greetings. We love to be called bishop, reverend, pastor. Forgive us, Lord. We are horrible. Lord, even our hearts. That's why, Lord, we are praying that you forgive us now because we know when we come to heaven, these things will be brought out clearly. And that's why we are confessing them. Lord, I'm confessing for myself and I'm confessing for the people in the church today. Save us. Help us. Oh, God, help us. Lord, we, we cannot pretend to you. We can pretend to our brothers and our sisters. Yeah, because we are used to pretending, Lord. We lie. Everyone lies to his neighbor. We lie to one another. We pretend we are not real. Have mercy on us. We come before you, O God. Save your children, O God. Bring us into a better place. Lift your hand and just thank God for his mercy, his grace, his goodness. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Father, I pray for the congregation that you bless us, Lord, that you keep us, that you strengthen us, Lord. Help us to get closer to you, to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Are we helping God in reality? Are we helping his work? Huh? Do we really pay tithes? Or we pay something? Huh? Huh? Can you imagine if I steal from the church and I come to raise the funds for the church? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? After raising, I go and steal. And what about if I raise it and somebody also steals? It's watching me to raise. After, after I've raised, you steal it. All these are in the church. Hey. That is why the Bible says the first shall be last. But God sees. 
That's why we attend funerals, even though we are not old. None of us here are old, but we, are still, we will still attend funerals. So from time to time, we'll say, drink. Drink it. And you drink it. And you'll die. Because we wouldn't know him. We wouldn't change. That's why we don't become Reinhard Bonkis and Benny Hinz. Because you have to tell your truth for 25, yourself truth for 25 years. Every year there will be new truth you have to tell yourself. You are surprised after God dealt with you last year. You see that as, as though God has finished with you, as if he's finished. It has not finished at all. It's now becoming something else altogether. The whole Christianity that you have decided to follow is turning into something else. Because God is working on you to make you come into his image. And he will always reveal your ugliness to you. Mercy. How can you be sure of yourself? I am not sure of myself and you are sure of yourself. Isaac, how can you be sure of yourself? That's why we must be humble. When a brother is overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore him with a spirit of meekness. Considering yourself. Always when you consider yourself, you'll be very cool. Because you know that if you tell the truth, that you are worse or at least equal. Mercy. But if a pastor is to fall, woe to him. Because the members who are worse and who never tried to work for God even for one day, you see them rising up to crucify, to quench, to kill. I pass, I pray that you will not fall. Because it will not be easy for you. Wickedness will rise. Like the pastor said, my wife has been, my wife has been sick for years to marry. And then when he was marrying her, the people said he shouldn't marry that one. But he told me, he said, when my wife was alive, I asked her, who should I marry? Oh, no, he, he said, she told him. And she said, the person, there was somebody else. You know, who should, and he said, she said, this lady in the church married this person when I die. And he said, that's exactly the person that he married. But still, <laughs> It was not easy in the church. You were here for Pastor Terry Jones. All his church left when he married again. Yeah. (laughs) It's wonderful. We are judging people when we are full of wickedness. When you stand before God, you know who a pastor is? A pastor is like a star. We are star. The Bible says, I saw a man with seven stars in his hand. We are the messengers to the churches. When a pastor, listen carefully to this. When a pastor is ministering in your life, it's like a star. Stars give light in the night, isn't it? You can see something, but not much. But when the real light comes, the sun, all the stars disappear. That's like when Jesus can, all of us men of God will vanish. We will, turn into, we, will not, we will not even appear. 
But in the daylight of his son, you cannot hide anything. But when a pastor is twinkling with his small light, you can pretend and be fooling around for a long time. And when the sun comes out, try your games. All your dresses which you have not ironed will be shown. <laughs> and your hair that you have not combed will be seen. But in the night, how many know that when your hair has not been combed, you can easily bypass but when the sun of righteousness shall arise all first of all the stars will disappear and all that we are that's why there are sometimes when you have visitors take them only in the night your house looks nicer in the night in the daytime certain things may be seen lift your hand father save your children from deceptions and delusions. In Jesus' name, amen. Ask the person that you, are you offended by this message? Tell the person, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised at you. Because, tell the person, because I know you were in the message. Look, how many realize that at a point you were in the message? Raise your hand. You were in the message. So, why should you be upset when you are directly in the message would you not want to come to a church where you are in the message rather than to come to a church where there's no mention of your of your of you one day we went to do dumb broadcasts and every time we did dumb broadcasts the people felt we were to- you always think you are talking to the air so i said this time we will call their room numbers and do the broadcast broadcast room by room (laughs) so we mentioned the k6 k6 god has sent us here outside the window god has sent us here to speak to you maybe your girlfriend is in the room but i came to tell you tonight and the girlfriend was inside the room too so you see sometimes god sends a message that mentions your name or even close enough your room number. Uh-huh. At times, uh, I bring in certain things so that you see that it is you I'm talking about. It is intentional. So that you know you are the one that I'm talking to. Fine protocol will not allow me to mention your names. But at least when I mention your room number and you know that you are in that room, whether it's a gun room, or an Ewe room, or an Ashanti room, or a Nigerian room, they say, ah, we are the ones. Or you are a pastor, and it's in a pastor's room. Bishop's room. I mentioned bishops, isn't it? And there are only two bishops here. Because at the point I said, you love to be called bishops, and there are only, there are only two here. That was your direct room. I mentioned your room number in that you, you are roommates. <laughs> you know, during the lay pastor's convocation, Pastor Tefel preached a very powerful message. And one of the things that he, he said was, when the messages were coming, do you see, Bishop used to use me as an example. Is that not so? As an example, and instead of getting angry, 
For years I was using him as an example. Yes. If he made the mistake of coming to a meeting where I was talking to the people, he would be the example. His hospital, his staff, this, this, that, different things. Everybody in the church knows him. And know his story. But instead of getting angry, do you understand? You rather receive with a good attitude. And get up and say, preach it. What you are saying is true. That is me. So when your room number is mentioned, just say, look, I'm the one in the room. And this is my roommate. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.